Hi, this is Jay Todd Anderson, and you are listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. I'm Nikki Dakota, your host, and I'm joined in the studio today by the one and only J. Todd Anderson, storyboard artist to the Coen Brothers, friend to all the big stars. J. Todd, welcome. Hello, Nikki Dakota. Thank you so much for being here today. Also via the phone line, joining us from Culpeper, Virginia, the new location of the archives of the Library of Congress. It is the one and only film archivist. Well, I guess there's more than one, but but you're the best, certainly in my opinion. It's George, oh, I think he's the best. <laughs> George Willem and George Welch. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. We're opening up the phone lines on this very, very special edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. The number to call with your film question is 769-1998. That's area code 937-769-1998. If you're ringing, go ahead and let it ring through, and uh, we'll get to you in the order the calls come in. Also, if you're within the United States and listening from afar, use that toll-free number, 800 7 7760090 Gentlemen, we have a uh, George, you had an idea for uh, the name of this edition, these special editions of Filmically Perfect. Yes, uh, we're going to call this Squawk Box. Squawk Box. And uh, you would like to give us maybe just a little bit of background on exactly what does Squawk Box means as it uh, relates to movies. Well, when you're uh, when you're working on a film, uh, a lot of people don't realize this. I don't know how how much how true this is now that they're doing so many things digitally, but for many years to read the soundtrack or to listen to the soundtrack, you had a little device that was basically just a small metal box with a, uh, an optical or magnetic sound head on it, and you would uh, put your soundtrack on a set of rewinds and run it through this machine, and it sounded horrible, but it allowed you to hear kind of what you had on the sound, so they, they termed it a squawk box. Well, that's where we are today. Ready to uh, hear your... I was even looking back up... then, Even back then, they had uh, standards, and they still considered that a squawk box. Because remember, folks, the Beatles played Shea Stadium with, like, 50 watts of sound. <laughs> Most kids in their cars got more than that now, and the Beatles played Shea Stadium with 50 watts of sound. We're coming at you with 37,000 watts here on WYSO. And, gentlemen, we have our first caller. Uh, oh, we... ring Let's the bell. take a call, but then we're going to review the world uh, rules. But, uh, yeah, let's we got to review the rules. Hello, WYSO. <laughs> you are on Filmically Perfect. Hello. Hey, Nikki, it's Steve Bognar calling. Hey, Steve. I know that, man. <laughs> so I, I have a bone to pick with you guys. Oh, my God. Pick it. You have never chosen do the right thing. You know, the only thing that, that, can, that stops us, Steve, and we know you're immune to this, is time. We know you have all <laughs> the time in the world, but we only get one Friday every week. But we will. We will do that next because remember last year we did uh, – we did a number of civil rights movies. Remember that, George? Um, well, I know you did Eyes on the Prize, but this yes. is, I'm not even talking about it in any kind of civil rights angle. It's a great movie. It's okay. a beautiful film. It's shot like a classic movie. Uh, I think the thing I love about it, which I hope you guys recognize, is how 
when they thought about making that movie, they knew they were doing something for the ages. They were swinging for the fences. And you can see that in the cinematography and, and sort of the, the palette of the film. Uh, well, let me, let me tell you a little bit about Spike Lee. Many years ago, and I've never told you this, Steve, but many years ago when I was out in Los Angeles and I was working on Barton Fink, this is like one of the first times I went to Los Angeles, I stayed in this man's apartment, this producer's apartment, and I can't say who it is because he's a famous producer now. But back then he was just a lying producer, as they say in the business. And I was going through all his scripts, you know, because I'm very nosy, man. You were going through his stuff? I was going through his scripts. He had all the scripts. Now, people in the business know know that they're not going to get offended because they want you to read these scripts because they're stacked like firewood, you know? And everywhere you go in Hollywood, it's very depressing. There's core, it's just, it's everywhere. Scripts everywhere, and it's all people's life. And I picked up this one script, and it was do the right thing. And a letter fell out of it, and it was from Spike sending, you know, uh, asking this producer to read this script because, and it was 40 Acres and a Mule. It was this company. Even back then, when he was very, very young, he had... A tremendous vision that this film was going to get done. And I remember the letter was very inspiring. He was he was very polite, and he was just asking for this producer to read this thing. And uh, he said, "I think this is a, as you said, sort of like a movie for the ages." That's it was pretty much in his language. Oh, it and, is. And I I remember reading that script, thinking, "Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, this should be a good movie." You know, and it was. It was. No, it's a great film. I mean, compare it to To Kill a Mockingbird. I actually think those films have parallels, although you might not exactly. Well, think you know, of that. folks, Steve Bognar is is a pretty darn great filmmaker in his own right. And why don't say, Steve, why don't you give us some parallels on that? Well, uh, thanks for asking, Jay Todd. Uh, he is. He's no. I think the thing about To Kill a Mockingbird that Do the Right Thing also does is it sort of. They both tell stories from youth perspectives and adult perspectives. You know, To Kill a Mockingbird, you've got the kids' narrative, and then you've got sort of uh, Gregory Peck's narrative, and the kids are glimpsing that world. And Do the Right Thing, you've got the teenage perspective, but you've also got the great relationship with Ozzie Davis and Ruby Dee, and they have a longer view of that neighborhood and of that day. And, and also with um, uh, Danny Aiello's character, what's his name, Sal... The pizza, the pizza area guy. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful transgenerational look at a small community. So, I mean, the well, thing is, guys, I, I'm so glad you're going to do it. But here's my. It beef. is on our list. Here's it my is on beef. our list. How 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 can you dare do the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai first? <laughs> That, and that's that's really all I have. That's all. That's well, you know, it's just, we were just talking about that. We were saying we were in a room, George and I, and we were drinking soft drinks, and we were saying, "Laugh while you can, monkey boy." And we decided, <laughs> "Hey, that's a good film to do tomorrow." So okay. <laughs> each well, one will have its time. Well, I'm so glad you guys are doing this. It's show. on our list, and I'll tell you what, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, and George and I go way back. I write state, and uh, Steve just made a really wonderful movie. Um, Steve, can you tell us about that movie? Oh, well, I, I think there's other callers, JT. Oh, come on. Uh, really. It is. It's a great movie. I, I mean, if you if someday, 40 years from now, you choose it for your hey, show, then we can talk. there we go. All no, right. But I know that'll never happen. Steve, okay, I'm going to go. Thanks Good luck, for guys. calling. Steve, thank, thank you. you very much. Uh-huh. Thanks, guys. Bye. It's a special Squawk box edition, box edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. Steve from Yellow Springs just phoning in. If you'd like to ask something of the film, guys... Please go to the phone, 937-769-1998. That's 769-1998, or toll-free in we the United States. We have a lot of States. people that have uh, sent us some really nice letters in the last uh, year, 
And one of them was our favorite letter writer, Miss Marker, who sent us we love her. some stamps. Some stamps, a yeah. Star Wars edition Star Wars of some stamps. stamps. Man, we really like cool. to thank you for that very much. Very and, nice. Uh, incredibly cool stamps. Now, of course, I had to go out and buy some more stamps because I can't use those. <laughs> right. Cool. <laughs> 800-776-0090. Gentlemen, let's take this opportunity to review the rules on we have, Filmically whenever Perfect. Whenever we, uh, our list of movies is, is predicated by rules. That rule one is that all the films that we talk about, they create the world they exist in. And the second rule is they wholly sustain that world. And regardless of changes in society, they retain their meaning and entertainment values. And they are never, ever, ever, ever put in any sort of numerical order. Each one stands on its own to be. And it is worth mentioning, maybe, rule number four, that if I don't like it... Well, that's rule number five. Yes, and that is... <laughs> That's real number six. Seven six nine nineteen ninety eight. The number to call with your question for the film guys. And uh, we're coming up on an anniversary. We'll be we'll have been doing this uh, for almost uh, a year. August fourth was our first broadcast just a year ago. We've been doing it every Friday. Since yeah, we started. Then. You'll notice on the encore presentations they're only twenty minutes long, um, but That's we right. moved to thirty, and they're a little different because they have the whistle music up front by Kim, Mr. Ken Mosher of the Squirrel Nut Zippers, who did. Yeah, the theme music it's now us. officially called the Film Guy Shuffle. Film Guy so I'm um, thinking back on a whole year's worth of films and uh, asking you to weigh in. And, of course, stop by the website at wyso.org. You can find a link to the podcast of this show. Also, we're on npr.org. You can find us on iTunes, or you can go directly to the Film Guy's website at perfectmovie.net. Again, that's perfectmovie.net. And all you folks in Florida, Pennsylvania, Texas, Seattle, Washington, Washington, that's how my dad says yeah. it, Washington, um, and uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, these are all the states that we've gotten letters from and some very, very fine suggestions for movies. And a lot of those fine suggestions are on George and I's list. And like when Steve called in, we can't remember all these movies. And we, it takes guys like Steve Bogart, who is a world famous filmmaker to say hey you guys get on the stick this is a great movie too and then we check our list yes you're right and we're, <laughs> we're delinquent so it's a very strenuous uh, bunch of, uh, of of sort of benchmarks that these films must pass to get on the list and we're wondering do you have a perfect film and would you like it run it by the film guys 769-1998 that's 769-1998 or toll free in the United States at 800 800- Seven seven six zero zero nine zero. George Williman uh, in, from Virginia today. Do you happen, just off the top of your head, to have a favorite film that we've done that we've looked at? My all-time favorite film is Sunrise, and that was one of our earliest shows. A silent film. Yes. And I was—I have to say that I would never have seen that if not for uh, my experience with. Uh, uh, Jay Todd and George, the film guys. Now, um, also, we've had our share of fun with uh, uh, just the actual making of the shows. We started out, all of us here, every Friday in the studio. And then, uh, because you guys are yourself world-class filmmakers, we've uh, found you in various parts of the country. But uh, I have to say, these call-in shows are, are among my favorite. This is our second one, and uh, it's an opportunity for you to squawk at us. Jay Todd, do you have a favorite uh, film? No, I don't, but moment? I'll tell you what I can do uh, is... is it, I have the list in front of us, uh, and this is the list that George and I started creating way back when we were in college in 1983 to 86. Before you do that, let's take this call and, uh, okay, and, and see, call. see if they got it on there. Uh, stand by, and hello, WYSO, you're on Filmically Perfect. Hello. Hello, who is yeah, this? Yeah, this is Dane calling in. 
Oh, well, hi. Did you say Dan? No, Dane, D-A-N-E. Dane, hi, Dane. What part of town are you calling from? Uh, calling from Dayton. From Dayton. Welcome. And uh, what would you like to ask of the film well, guys? Well, uh, we were talking scary movies at work. And uh, I'm 56. And Scary I talked to movies them, uh, at work, right? <laughs> and and I was talking to these young guys. They hadn't, they, you know, uh, Freddy Krueger. They've not yet experienced stuff. scary movies at work yet, huh? Right. And I, I talked about a movie I'd seen when I was younger called Repulsion by Roman Polanski. Sure. Oh, yeah. And I said this is a very disturbing and scary film. It doesn't, you know, it relies on a whole different field than some really of the other ones. Good one, man. Repulsion. I and, but I went and tried to get years. it. And I found out it's out of print. And I don't know if that's because of Polanski's problems in the country that he had or something. But I thought that was a shame that that film was out of print. But I always thought that was a classic, classic movie, Repulsion. I don't know if you've seen it or are familiar yeah, with it. That's, uh, is that Catherine Deneuve? Is it Catherine Deneuve? I don't. Uh, uh... Yes, it is Catherine Deneuve. Yeah. yeah Black and white too, and a lot of kids don't. Oh, it's black and white. I won't. I won't watch black and white. <laughs> it's got to be in color. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, really. I, I think we saw that in film school, George. I believe we did, and I know I've seen it just recently. It was on. I think. Have you ever reviewed that? No, we haven't. But the uh, the last time I saw it was back when the, the the cable channel Bravo used to actually show things other than like the Top Chef program. They ran it on Bravo. And I remember seeing it there. And yes, it's an incredibly disturbing movie. Is it on the list then? You know, George, I think, I think that that's I, I a qualifier is, there, man. It probably, it probably could go on there fairly easily. I take that for well, a counsel. All right, Dane. Well, it's man, that's a gonna... good one, Dane. You know, but... Yeah, that is a good one. And it's hard to find now. I guess you'd have to go on eBay or somewhere or find it on, online. But like I said, it's out of print. And it's a but shame I, it's out of print. I will but say, it's... you know, there, there is a possibility that, you know, that always lingers because of, you know, rights and things like that because of Roman Polanski's problems. Right. But I will say this in his favor. The man is still an incredible filmmaker. If you watch The Pianist, isn't that right? Right, yeah, I know that one. There's yeah. some cinematic stuff in that movie that really tells young filmmakers, here's how you do it, kids, you know, when you watch that movie. He's still a deft genius, man. Absolutely, absolutely. But that, that's all I had. And, uh, hey, I don't want to take up a lot of time, Dane, but I thought that was a great movie. Thank you very much. We appreciate we'll put it, Dane. Pass the board. Thanks so much. Uh -oh. Okay, calling. thank you very much. Hello, WYSO. You're on Filmically Perfect. Hi. Um, about Repulsion, that's one of my favorite Polanski films, and they actually have that out on DVD now. Oh, they, they have do. it on DVD. There you go, Dane. There no. you go, Dane. You don't know. Uh, so you've you've picked it up recently? I saw it about a year and a half ago. Fantastic. So what did you think about it? I, I rented. Oh, that's by far my. Well, it's one of my favorite Polanski films. You mean you didn't like Sisters? Sorry? Oh, sorry. That's Brian De Palma. I get those guys mixed up all the time. <laughs> Polanski De Palma. Was... <laughs> the films with knife-wielding women all mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So do you have a favorite movie that you think is uh, worth um, uh, other than... Uh, is, is it Repulsion is the name of this? Repulsion, yeah. Yeah, Repulsion. Uh, um, you... I saw a movie recently that I think is basically perfect. It's called The Story of the Weeping Camel. Hmm. Story of the Weeping yeah, Camel. I've, I've, I haven't had a chance. Yeah, to it's a Mongolian film. It. Oh, it's a, a Mongolian film. Yeah. Well, how very interesting. So, can you get this film? Can you find it somewhere? Yeah, can it's on. It's on Blockbuster online. That's where I got it from. All right, man. We're gonna check that baby out. Well, thank you so much. What was your name again? Nadab Zohar. Nadab. I'm also a right state. Film student. Are you? Well, well don't we That's have a great a, film school, man. A richness. Sure George and I came from there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So did Steve Bogner. So, Steve Bogner came from there, man. So only Wright State film students, please call 769 1998. <laughs> I tease. I tease. Uh, uh, thank you so much for phoning today. Oh, thank you. Okay. Take care. You bet. Hello, WYSO. You're on Filmically Perfect. Hey, this is Forrest. 
Um, I just wondered to ask the pen if they'd seen a movie called Secondhand Lions. You know, I I think that's a good movie, and interestingly enough, they sent me that script to draw, um, and I just. I was too busy doing another movie. They sent me that script, and I thought, this is a pretty good read, you know, but I couldn't do it because I was drawing another movie at that time. And that movie came out, and it di- I remember watching it, seeing it in the trades, and it didn't do great, but it's one of those movies that seems to sustain itself and just keep going because a lot of people like you like that secondhand Lions. You know? Oh, I, I love Real that. well-written script. Every person I've told about it that hadn't seen it kind of like blew it off, but every person I've, t- I've mentioned it to that had seen it felt the same way as I do about it. They think it was wonderful. Well, you know, George and I talk a lot about movies like that that just kind of um, they do really well. Right, George? I mean, yeah, they, they didn't really they, come out heavy, but... They come out and they disappear, but then when they come out for home viewing, that's where they, they slowly begin to grow and, and get this cult following. And I, I, I agree that I think the Secondhand Lions has got a lot of life in it. Uh, because of a TV release, I know that my entire family, uh, my mom especially, loved it. Uh, I haven't gotten to see the whole thing, but what I've seen of it is really, really great. And I tell you, I'm prejudiced against that film because if if I'm involved in any way, shape, or form in making a movie, I automatically exclude but it. But you, you only know? almost drew it, so it's <laughs> almost drew it. But I remember reading and think, "Wow, this is a great script." So you know, there is a qualifier there. We might be able to. What do you think, George? We, we might be able say, to review that movie. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just take a look at it. I, I think it might be a good candidate. Yeah. Fantastic. It's nine three seven seven six nine nineteen ninety eight. If you have a a movie that you would like to submit for our per- per- perusal, approval. We'd love to hear from you, 769-1998, or call toll-free in the country, anywhere. I think in the in the lower 48, anyway, 800-776-0090. So, uh, more or less, we're like up in the high 40s on number of films that we've reviewed in this last year, almost a, a one-year anniversary for us, the first Filmically Perfect, on August 4th. And uh, I have to say that... <clears throat> One of my favorites was the very first one that we did, and uh, that was the day the Earth stood still. That was uh, brand and that new. Movie, what was the movie? Still great, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got a caller on the line. Let's see if they agree. Hello, you're on Filmically Perfect. Uh, yes, I would like. Uh, this is Dave from Hamilton, Ohio. Hi, Dave. And what's up? You're not Nikki, are you? I am. Oh, hello, Nikki. Hello, you are on the line with uh, J. Todd Anderson okay. and George Willeman. I, I have a question about or the suggestion of two foreign films. Beautiful, because we up. need more foreign films. Uh, one is the Red Violin. Oh, that's the, a good one. Yeah, I, as an amateur violin maker, uh, really enjoyed that. And another one, a French film called The Piano Teacher. The Piano Teacher. I've heard about that one. It was a best-selling novel that they adapted to a film. Uh, I like to. I've met some strange women in my life, but never as much as <laughs> <Who> this <hasn't>? one. <laughs> Not like this one. And uh, we have a whole show dedicated to strange women. <laughs> could, hey. Strange women movies. I could put a few on your. Add a few to your list. I'm sure. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, unfortunately, we have. Uh, I, I'm going to have to drop you, Dave, and I'm going to ask George to comment on those movies. You guys are both over the phone line, and uh, in order for us to hear George, uh, let, can we, right. we'll go no to problem. him now. But we'll talk about these two. And thanks, Dave. Right. No problem. All right. Hey, Dave, you know, The Red Violin is, is, falls into that kind of category of uh, like what we were just talking about. It's a movie that came out, and it really didn't get, uh, you know, didn't do well at the box office or exceptionally well or by Hollywood terms. And it had a great trailer, and it has grown through the years through appreciation, like guys like yourself, you know. What was the year on that? Do you know, George? Um, it's been within the last ten years, probably yeah. the last five years, actually. Yeah. 
Very good. So two very, very fine uh, suggestions. I, don't, from I have not seen the French film that he was talking about. Have you, George? Uh, no, but I was just looking it up. It has Isabel Hopper in it. So that's a great thing. Uh-huh. We're doing a very, very special edition of Filmically Perfect. We're calling it Squawk Box, an opportunity for you to call in and ask and suggest of the film, guys. Uh, I'm Nikki Dakota in the studio today with J. Todd Anderson and the lovely and talented George Willeman joining us by the phone. And we he have is another. Lovely and he is, isn't, isn't he? he? I do love George. Hello, WISO. You're on Filmically Perfect. Yeah, hi there. Hi. What do you what uh, What do you have on your mind today? What's your name, first of all? Oh, uh, my name's Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Dennis, good to hear from you, pal. What, what can we do for you? Yeah, I'm calling from the Cedarville area. Just two things. I had a uh, quick observation. I, I'm 50 years old. When I was much younger, I noticed that a lot of scary films were scarier because they were more subtle. They weren't so much in your face with all the special effects and gore. They, they would make you wonder what's on the other side of the door. And not knowing was scarier than having it bust through and rip somebody's head off. And I agree. Just wondering your thoughts on that, but I wanted to suggest the movie The Loved One. Oh, it's on our list. Are you kidding? That's one of the greatest movies ever made. Isn't it, though? That is one of the Jonathan Winters and all those guys, man, Dr. Joy Boy and, uh, and Mrs. Joy Boy. That was advertised. Oh. I think that was advertised as the movie with something to offend everyone. Yes, I, yeah, I actually have an original poster of that. But anyway, if, if uh, at some point you'd like to talk about that or review it, I'd love to hear it, and I'll get off and listen. Fantastic. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, yeah, bye-bye. What do you think, George? Oh, The Loved One is, is great. It, it's an incredibly offensive movie. Uh, <laughs> one of our favorites, of course. Oh, it's is very it really? I mean, what, it's got to be one of my favorite moments. Is what Do- Jonathan Winters actually plays two characters who are brothers. And one of them is this, this beloved reverend who owns this great big cemetery that's the focus of the, of the film. And, and he has, is at a board meeting and discovers that within like five years the cemetery is going to be full and they can't put any more, any more people in it. And they close up on him and he goes, we've got to find a way to get these stiffs <laughs> off my property. <laughs> Some great lines in this picture, man, I'll tell you. This is okay, a funeral so movie. This is a funeral movie. It is, it's it on is. our list. And we, I was in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about this movie because it's, you know, it's, it's relative out there the way they do funerals. So. Yeah. Oh well, and then think about New Orleans. It, it's based on a. It's based on a novel by Eve, Evelyn. Excuse me, Evelyn Wall, um, which he wrote about the American cemetery industry, basically, which is also very dark. The movie gets a little. Eh, it's not quite as dark as the book in places, but. Uh, it's a, it's a hoot, basically. So the loved one, thanks uh, for that suggestion. And you might want to think about watch if you, you're going to watch this movie before a funeral or after a funeral. Just think about its implications because <laughs> it will disturb you. Aww. It will it will disturb you. So maybe put a little buffer zone between the yeah. between your own. And for those of you you're writing down, it's called the loved one. We have another <laughs> call on the line, George. We're going to go to the call and then we'll come back to you. All right. All right. Okay. Hello, WYSO. You're on film. Will be perfect. Uh, you should turn down your radio if you can. There. Certainly. There you go. You still hear me talking there. Indeed, who do we have on the line? Uh, my name is Mark. I'm from the Wright State Film School. No! All right. <laughs> Guys, Wright State Film you? School Day, man. <laughs> hey, Mark. We are glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks. Um, I was, uh, the one gentleman mentioned um, the piano teacher. Yes. And that director is somebody you guys should really look at all his work. It's, he's really interesting, whether they're... They fit your criteria or not, which I sometimes, you know... Well, they fit they, our criteria if they're perfect movies. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my point. And simple. sometimes I listen to you guys and I just say, 
Well, I don't know if I agree with you, <laughs> but you might have an argument there. Well, that's what we want. We yeah. want an argument. Right. I Come hear out you. swinging, Buster. We right. want to hear it. No, um, but uh, Michael Haneke is the guy's name. And, uh, How do you spell that name? Oh, boy, I wish I knew. I don't have one of his films in here, front of George me. George knows. Listen, now. What, yeah. What is it, George? It's uh, H-A-N-E-K-E. Oh, there we go. H-A-N-E-K-E. He's an Austrian director that who, who deals, who, who works in... Uh, German cinema as well as French you know, cinema. Uh, when I, I was in Italy a couple, like a month ago, and a lot of people were talking about this guy, and I think mm -hmm. your professor is a big fan of his. Chuck yeah, Perry. actually, he just taught a class where he uh, um, uh, showed all of his films. Um, and he's been around he's since been around uh, 1976. He was yeah. doing television. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, he's a guy you guys should definitely check out. Yep. Uh, thanks to your your fearless professor there, um, he's given us a, a lot of information on this guy, and you have, and several other people. So that's how we uh, end up investigating a lot of movies we don't have on the list. Yeah, We're looking well, for your hot tips. Not a problem. Hey, Mark, thanks for calling. Not a problem. Take care. You bet. Hello, WYSO. You're on Filmically Perfect. Um, has anybody mentioned Seven Samurai yet? Nobody's really mentioned that. Well, we do love that movie. Yeah, and, uh, I wonderful. Tell you, uh, George, are you on there? Yeah, I'm here. You know, one of the best things about Seven Samurai, and we are ruthless on sequels on this show because their sequels always follow up really great movies to make money. But all the sequels in Seven Samurai are always very interesting. Don't you I, think, George? Yeah, yeah. You mean like uh, Magnificent Seven? Yes. They're mm -hmm. always very interesting. So so it, it, is, is uh, the Seven Samurai on the list? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Oh, good. Okay. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's a good call. Thank all you. right. Thanks. Thanks for Bye. calling. Bye-bye. Hello, WYSO. You're on Filmically Perfect. Hi. Hi. Um, I want to say something about the station agent. Station agent. The station agent. I don't know agent. who that guy is here at WYSO. Yeah, let's see if we can find him. <laughs> oh, no, oh I, my gosh. It is wonderful. <laughs> have you seen it? No. No, we have not. Oh, my station gosh. agent. It's, What's it's, your name? It's, it's called The Station Agent, and it's the the only movie I've ever seen where the main character is um, I guess they call them little people. Yeah. George, have you heard about? Hey, George. I have heard of that. It was it, it was quite um, it was quite popular. What about two years ago? I think. I can't hear him. Uh, what he was saying. Sorry. Yeah. It's uh, we have. He's George is asking us. if he was popular about two years about ago. About two years ago. Yes. Yes. And it's it's just I recommend it to everybody because it is just so. Your, unusual. What is your name? What is your name? Yeah. What's your name? Carol, and I'm from Troy. Carol from Troy. All right. Well, all right. We'll uh, put that into consideration. Station agent. Carol, we are just about out of time. Well, thank you so well, much. Well, thank you for calling. All we right. appreciate you listening to us, Carol. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, I love it. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Let's take one more call, gentlemen. Hello, WYSO. You're on Filmically Perfect. Hello, Nikki, and uh, happy Culpeperite to George. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, I'd uh, talked to him a couple times before, but one of my favorite films is Mediterranean, and I, I'd like to hear what he has to say about Mediterranean. Okay. It was a foreign film several years ago. Fantastic. Thank you. George, what do you think? I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen it. <laughs> we'll, put it on, we'll put it on the list for, I for consideration. Look, take a look at it, yeah. Hey, gentlemen, we are just about out of time. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And if uh, people would like to write to the film guys, write filmguys at perfectmovie.net. Again, that's filmguys at perfectmovie.net. We're always happy to hear from you and uh, would love to get your cards and letters. We're just about out of time, gentlemen. Um, Jay Todd, thank you. You're welcome. I couldn't think of what to call you. George <laughs> Williman, thank you. I will see you on the flip side. Thanks again for listening to Filmguys.
Thank you for listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Please keep an ear out for new episodes of Filmically Perfect, coming very soon to iTunes and hosted on our website, www.perfectmovie.net. See you, please.